Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest. She just finished her senior year at Forest Lake High School, and she also won a gold medal with Team USA in the 2020 U18 World Championship. And she will be attending Colgate next fall. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, Rachel Goldnets. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for taking time on your schedule and coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Of course, I'm happy to be here. Now, uh, how are you doing right now, and what are your off-season plans getting ready for your first year in college? Yeah, I'm doing good. We actually just graduated last Friday. Um, it was a nice wrap-up to kind of a crazy senior year, but um, we were able to get our like hockey season in, and um, my summer plans, just training um, with like Winnie Broat and like the Junior White Caps program, and then just some um, random skates here and there, but yeah, just kind of trying to get ready for the fall. That's awesome. And did you get to have a normal graduation or was it kind of socially distanced? Because I know when I graduated last year, it was uh, not what the usual graduation process is like. Yeah, ours was actually pretty normal. It was, um, masks were just optional. So like it was pretty, pretty normal. It was really nice. We just had a ceremony. It was like two hours long and yeah, pretty, pretty standard. That's awesome. And do you go to a big high school? Because I know some people don't even recognize some of their classmates when they're at graduation. Yeah, my my high school is pretty big. Our graduating class is about 450. Um, but it's it's nice because Forest Lake's a pretty nice community where you get to feel like you know everyone, even though it is a big school. So it's kind of the perfect mix. That's awesome. Well, for college hockey fans that have never seen you play before, just describe your game to them and what do you hope to bring to Colgate next season? Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm a pretty offensive defenseman. I like to jump in the play and um, force some offense. I also like to play shutdown defense. Like that's just super fun to me. I love um, being physical and um, reading the ice. I think that's a pretty good way to describe my play. And yeah, that's that's pretty good. Now take me back to your recruitment process. What was that like for yourself and what made you want to go to Colgate uh, over other schools? Yeah, so my recruitment process was definitely one of the longer ones, I would say. I'm, um, I'm a big overthinker, so I took my time with it and um, really thought everything through. But um, I, I didn't really know Colgate as a school at all until their coach reached out to me after like a prospects or like a, we called it futures camp, um, put on by Winnie Broad in Minnesota here where the coaches came and like coaching on the bench. It's one of my favorite things I've ever done with hockey, but um, I loved him as a coach and he reached out to me and we started to talk a lot on the phone. And he asked me the spring of my freshman year if I'd be interested in coming to visit. And I talked to my parents and we thought it was a good idea to go visit some schools out east. And um, Colgate was our first stop. As soon as I got there, it was very different from all the other campuses I've been on. It was a really nice community and like it just felt like a college campus. It was nice and small, but not like too crowded at all. Um, we started at the rink and it's like a gorgeous rink. They built it a few years ago and that's obviously a big draw, but overall it was the coaching staff and just the school administrators that we talked to that like really made us feel at home 
And after our visit, uh, I kind of had a feeling that that was going to be where I decided, but I ended up deciding a few months later officially. And just describe the campus to me a little bit more. What's it like? What's the atmosphere like? And how excited are you to be a part of that campus next year as an athlete and as a student as well? Yeah, so the campus is gorgeous. Um, it's very, it's in a very pretty area. Lots of like greenery and like rolling hills. It's super pretty. Um, the rink and the football field are right next to each other and they're kind of like at the bottom of the hill. Um, it's just really pretty buildings. Um, lots of like beautiful architecture and just some nice like um, park space kind of. I don't know how you explain it, like a quad and I don't know, I just really felt like a college campus, but also like pretty modern and updated as well. Um, and it's in a really small town called Hamilton in New York and um, it's gorgeous there. And just driving through it, they all had Colgate flags outside their houses. And it was just, it felt like a nice community where I feel at home for sure, especially since it's like not in my home state at all. So I, I'm so excited to go there and try something new. And have you been watching any college hockey in the past few years? And just what was your thoughts on Colgate making the national tournament this year? Yeah, I actually watched a lot this year. Um, and I thought they're they were just so fun to watch. They're so aggressive and they just never quit. Um, I think that kind of shut some teams down and forced mistakes. And it was just it they're they're a fun team to watch. They always have been. Like I watched them in the national championship my freshman year. And they played Clarkson and they were just so fun. They just gave it a hundred percent till the very end. And I'm just so excited to be part of like a competitive team like that. Um, yeah, they had a great season. Um, it's unfortunate the way it ended, but they did such great things this year. Yeah, defensively, they played well against a really good Duluth team. And that's what impressed me the most. And the coaching staff there is incredible. I'm excited to see you get there next year and see you elevate your game to the highest level once you get to college. Yeah, I'm so excited. Their coaching staff is so great, and the team has been so welcoming and nice, um, texting us and just, like, telling us that they are there if we have any questions. I, I'm, I'm really excited. Now, something a lot of college students have to face in the first year is being away from home for the first time for a long period of time. How do you plan to adjust to that, being away from Minnesota um, and not seeing your family on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, I think it'll definitely be difficult, um, especially not seeing my family because I'm an only child, so I'm pretty close to both my parents. Um, but as far as being away from home, I love traveling and I love being in new places. So I think it will definitely be hard, but I think I'll love traveling on road trips and just kind of going all over the East Coast to play and being so busy that you don't really have time to think while wow, I'm away from home, like with such a rigorous schedule. I think it'll go by fast. And um, yeah, I know my parents will be watching from Minnesota. Now, which arena and which team are you excited to play the most uh, next year? Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. Um, I would say arena. I really like Princeton's arena um, as well as Quinnipiac. Um, and then team, ooh, that's – that's also pretty tough. I'm kind of excited to play Cornell. Um, they have some really, really good kids from Minnesota. Um, and I play with them in the summer, just like when we scrimmage and they're so fun to watch. So I'm excited to be challenged by them. So. 
Now, something that was introduced to college hockey last year was three and three overtime. How do you plan to adapt to those new overtime situations, having more space on the ice and having more offensive opportunities? Because I know they didn't do three and three in high school last year. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty excited about it because, I mean, I love like when we play four and four when we're just practicing or whatever, or even three and three full ice. Um, I love to take advantage of space and kind of create offensive opportunities and be creative because I think that's where one of the areas where I thrive. I love small area games and um, three and three is great, but it will definitely be hard to see the ice and kind of play defense, especially when they're controlling the puck. But I think with practice and just a few experiences, it'll, it'll come. Yeah, something I've learned talking to other players is when you're in those three and three overtime situations, you have to be a little more defensively minded because if you make one little defensive mistake, it can cause an odd man rush for the other team. I don't know if that's something you've noticed watching the three and three overtime. Yeah, for sure. It's it's honestly, it's a lot like keep away. I mean, once you get it, it's pretty hard to lose it. You kind of have to make a mistake. So it's hard to play defense with trying to be um, defensively sound and not make a mistake that would cost a goal, but also trying to force turnovers because that's the only way that you can eventually win the game. Now, what do you think will be the biggest adjustment you have to make to your game uh, once you enter college hockey? I know you train with other college hockey players and you've been watching the sport as well. So is there any particular detail of the game that you know you have to make an adjustment to once you get to Colgate? Um, yeah, I would say the biggest thing is um, quick decisions. Um, I think my physical game um, I love being physical anyway, so I think as soon as I get out there for a few weeks, I'll adapt pretty quickly, but um, just kind of the speed of making decisions, quicker passes, and making the simple play, and then just above all else for everyone, just being more confident in yourself. I struggled with that earlier in my high school career, but I think that confidence is key, and it helps you so much with your game. Now, what does your training look like so far, and what are you trying to work on the most uh, for this offseason? Yeah, so I would say I'm just trying to get better in the weight room for sure, um, just get faster, quicker. Um, so a lot of the off-ice stuff is a big focus for me this summer. Um, as far as on the ice, I would say just developing a harder shot and then um, being in game-like situations where I can make quicker decisions. Now, Colgate, like we just talked about, had a lot of success uh, last year. So what are your goals and expectations for yourself and for the team heading into next season? Yeah, um, I would say for myself, I just want to be like the best player I know I can be. Um, and that means being prepared going into the fall. And I think that's really important. And I've always taken like summer training seriously. So just continuing to do that and um, kind of trying to adjust pretty quickly once I get there with like school and the living situation so I can really put all my focus into hockey. And then um, for the team, I just really want to, I want to make an impact and I just want to continue what they started last year because it was such a great run. And I think that they can get to the national championship, no doubt. Now, have you gotten the chance to meet any of your freshman class or future teammates? And uh, how do you plan to adjust and adapt to your new teammates, especially in a time like this where it's hard to kind of see each other because of the pandemic? Yeah, I've met um, a few over the years at camps, um, just like national camps. And then I went to Colgate camp once for like the commence. So I met a few of them, um, but there's a lot I haven't met yet. Um, 
I think it's really important, like our first couple of weeks to kind of spend some time together and just being pretty open to trying new things. Um, I don't know, just chatting with them over social media. We've had some Zoom meetings as a team and I'm sure we'll have a ton more this summer. So I think that will help for sure. Um, yeah, just trying to kind of build a strong bond between our freshman class, I think is pretty important. Now I want to transition a little bit and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and work all the way up to where you are now uh, after graduating high school. So you're from Wyoming, Minnesota. Uh, talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, so Forest Lake, um, I don't live in Forest Lake, but it's a pretty big school district. So um, lots of kids, lots of activities available for us. So I actually started soccer before I started hockey and I ended up playing with a lot of girls um, that were hockey players as well and uh, they kind of saw like how physical I was on on the field and kind of just like my mind and like how I read the field and they just their dads ended up convincing me to start hockey. I started actually when I was eight. I had never skated before. Um, a dad from um, a girl well, she's just a year older than me, so I ended up playing with her forever, but she actually plays at UMD now, but Bria Parent is her name. Her dad um, taught me to skate, taught me to skate backwards, and after that, I just loved it. Um, played two years of U8s, and then from there on, I just, I, I don't know, I'm pretty competitive, and I don't like to lose, so I just forced myself to get better, and I learned to love the game along the way, and yeah, it got me to high school. And yeah, I finished all my career here at Forest Lake. So, now, did you have a favorite player growing up that you looked up to, whether it's in the NHL or a national team player for the women's side? Yeah, um, I I didn't have like one specific player. I'd say like in the NHL in recent years, like Charlie McAvoy has been like a really strong presence on the ice for the Bruins, and I'm a big Bruins fan. So nice, I'm um, a big Bruins fan too. That's awesome. Yeah, so I love watching him play. Um, I, he's just a really smart player. And then, um, being from Minnesota, I grew up like watching the Gophers. So Lee Steckline, she's such a great player. And honestly, I got to meet her a few times just in summer camp and she's just one of the nicest people. And, um, honestly, just the combination of being such a great player and being so, um, approachable and just honestly a good person that kind of drove me to be where I am today. Yeah, what's it like meeting your idol for the first time? How did you deal with the nerves of, you know, going up to her and just asking her a few questions about the game? Yeah, honestly, it wasn't it wasn't too bad because she made it so easy. She would just like she saw a smile on my face and approached me right away. And um, it just it made my day because I know that it's not that big of a deal for her to like come up and say something to me. But it, honestly, it made my year like and it drove me to like do the things that I ended up achieving and I don't know I just think it's a really important thing to like be friendly and just be a good person um, above your like athletic ability. Now looking back at your high school uh, career what has been your what's your experience been like at Forest Lake and what's been your favorite memory that you can think of overall? Um, my experience has been great I wouldn't trade it for the world um, definitely some adversity in there but I I started my eighth grade year. Um, we had a great team. It was super fun to be on. Great seniors that kind of led us to the state tournament. Um, we also had a really good freshman class the year above me, and they were 
super fun to play with all the way through. They were like family. But um, so that first year was really fun. Learned a lot. Um, really had to build my confidence because I was big enough. I was pretty big in eighth grade compared to everyone else. And yeah, I, I was there. I just needed to learn to be confident in it. And I think that's a huge takeaway I took from that year. Um, freshman year was also good. Just kind of learning to be a leader without like any um, title. Uh, just showing that you're working hard every day at practice and you care. I think that's super important, um, which led to our sophomore year. I was a captain our sophomore year. Um, we had a really good team. We did really well. Um, my biggest takeaway from that year, we were in the section finals and ended up like losing in just a heartbreaking way. Um, and it just showed me that like, you have to play till the end. It was 13 seconds and we got scored on, but I mean, there's nothing you can do about it now. It, it definitely taught me so much going forward. And um, yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything as hard as that is to say, I hate losing, but it just taught me so much. Um, my junior year was also, it was great. We had a fun team. Um, I just really think that that group was so fun um, to play with. And it was my last year playing with them because they were all a year older than me. Uh, so we had a good season then. And then my senior year, we ended up switching coaches. We got a new coach and it was basically a brand new team. Uh, I honestly, senior year might've been my favorite year. It was, we were expected to probably win half our games at best. And we ended up with a great record. I don't know exactly what it was, but I mean, we won the majority of our games, overtime games, one goal games, just super fun. Um, it was fun trying to like build a new team and really challenging girls that hadn't been challenged before. Um, and yeah, just having fun as a senior too. Um, so yeah, my experience was great. I, I have to thank so many people, but it was just, it was, it was such a great time. Yeah, and how did you deal with the coaching change as a senior and what was it like being a player under that transition? Yeah, so it was definitely hard because it had been the same coach my whole career. And yeah, like you said, I was honestly, me and one other girl were the only one, like returners for the varsity team. Um, I, I have to give so much credit to our new coach. Like he did such a great job. He's just a great coach. He coaches boys cross country and boys track, which is very different from girls hockey, but he loves the game. He put everything he had into it and came to the rink every day with a smile on his face. And it was just, it was a positive culture change. And I think without him, we wouldn't have had like the success we did. Um, I was a big fan of him. He was energetic, uh, especially in a year of like a lot of setbacks. We started our season pretty late and having to wear masks on the ice, it was pretty hard, but I never felt like it was a bother to go to the rink ever, um, which it can get hard in a, such a short and intense season. But yeah, I give credit to him so much. He, he really helped our team become the way they ended up. So. Now you were talking about this earlier, but you were named captain of the team your sophomore year. What type of leadership did you want to bring? Were you more of a vocal or lead by example type of player? And just talk about being a captain at such a young age, because I know most of the time people become captains when they're juniors or seniors. So just talk about being a captain as a sophomore, because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, so it was definitely 
um, one of the most important experiences, I think, in creating um, my leadership role um, as a player. But I would say going into my sophomore year, again, I lacked a little bit of confidence. Um, but I realized quickly, like, I needed to have confidence if I was going to be a leader. Um, I would say I led by example. I tried to lead by example my entire life, but um, once I was a captain, I just, I was a little more vocal. Um, I, I don't yell, I don't scream, none of that, but just kind of, I like to talk to everyone. I just like to encourage people and just kind of push them where I know they can be pushed. Um, I knew everyone pretty well my sophomore and junior year, especially. So I felt really pretty comfortable saying you can do more and it was never in a bad way, but they took it. And I mean, we just, we got better. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I like being vocal, but I also like leading by example. I think as a leader, you kind of have to read the situation sometimes and realize that sometimes you just need to set the example and others, um, people might need some encouragement. So I think just a good mix of leadership styles is the best for me. Now I'm not from Minnesota. So just talk to me about the high school hockey scene and what's it like, because I've seen the YouTube clips of the state tournament at the XL center. It's pretty crazy how you guys can fill up an entire NHL stadium for a high school hockey championship game. So describe to me what it's like being a player in that setting and atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, I would say there's just nothing comparable in my eyes. I mean, we've traveled all over the country to play hockey and nothing's better than playing high school hockey. Um, it's, it's such a culture here that like being able to play like basically our state sport um, for your team and your community is it's an honor and it makes you work so hard. And um, honestly, everyone's just grateful for it. Uh, we just get so competitive and it's fun too, because we all, all our summer friends split off into their schools for um, school hockey and it's fun to be competitive with them. And just like your school rivals are, such a big deal, especially when it's a school you grew up at. Um, you just feel so much responsibility to pay it back to your community. And um, yeah, the hockey culture here is great. Everyone knows about high school hockey and yeah, the tournament is, it's definitely a time of year and everyone knows when the tournament's happening. And it's, it's such a cool experience. I'm so happy that I got to grow up here and play for my high school. I like, I couldn't think of anything else I'd want to do. <laughs> Yeah, something I found I found cool about the state tournament was the all hockey hair team. Now, something I found interesting about that was there wasn't any girls players that made that team. Uh, why is that? Because I think it would be really cool to have both girls and boys make that all hockey hair team. Yeah, honestly, I'm not I'm not sure. I know it's like a it's a guy that's like independent of anything else that makes it, but I definitely think there's some good hair on the girls' side. So. Um, hopefully next year they get some girls on there because I, I really think that that would be great. Um, but yeah, that is a highlight after kind of some comic relief. So Yeah, that'll be awesome, especially like when they introduce you guys before the game and just one girl just does a big hair flip. I feel like uh, that would be an automatic hockey hair team in my opinion. Yeah, it's got to get on there. And there's some girls with some great hair. So I think I think next year's the year. I agree with you on that. Now, this past year, a lot of people and a lot of teams had to deal with a lot of challenges because of the pandemic. One of those challenges was not playing in front of many fans. How did you adjust to not having that crowd noise uh, this year? Um, I would say 
My biggest thing was just like our school, we actually had like students come and it was so fun and it just hyped you up. So you really, you had to bring the energy. And I think that was a lesson we learned right away. Like your parents aren't going to bring the energy. Like you've got to bring it and you've got to be playing for yourself, which I think was a kind of a wake up call for a lot of people. Um, And once you find it in yourself that like you're playing because you love it and no other reason, that's all the drive you need and um, your teammates hype you up. So I would just say that was the biggest adjustment with no fans or little fans, I guess. Now, what was academics like for you this year? Because obviously for myself, it was online. I don't know what it was like at your high school, but how did you adjust to balancing academics, whether it was at school or online as well, just because you're used to having school all in person and then all of a sudden it gets changes up uh, your final year. Yeah, it was definitely a challenge. Uh, we started out the year hybrid, so we went half the time, um, and then we're online. And then when we were supposed to start our hockey season, we were fully online, but then it got pushed back. Um, and we were online for, I'd say, at least half of our hockey season. Uh, it was definitely a challenge, um, just not having that routine before practice. Um, you really had to get up and get moving. and. I'm, I'm a big routine person, so I definitely had a schedule each day that I kind of followed. Um, I think that really helped me be energized for practice because especially in winter, it's pretty hard to like want to leave your house when you've been there all day. Um, and yeah, and just being excited to go to the rink, um, it kind of gave us an outlet, uh, especially since none of us were seeing anyone else besides our team. It really helps us get some motivation to get there and work hard because it was the only two hours we really had to put effort into anything besides school. So yeah, it was, it was definitely challenging, but I think our team adjusted well and I'm sure other teams did too, because there are some awesome players and awesome teams in the state this year. So yeah. Now you also got to participate in the U18 championships uh, and represent your country, uh, Team USA. Just talk about what was your reaction when you found out you made that team and you were going to Slovakia and what's the selection process like for making Team USA? Yeah, so my my process is definitely a little bit unique compared to most. Um, I So in Minnesota, you do uh, about like a month of like tryout process it's a long, it's a long process for sure. But um, so my sophomore year, I'm an old, I'm old for my grade. So I'm in 2002. But um, so we started our process. Um, I was pretty confident in the way I played, um, not overconfident, but I just, I really thought that after our state tryouts, um, I would make it to national camp at least. And then maybe like the select camp, which was obviously the goal because that gets cut down to the team. Um, and then it came back that I hadn't made anything. Um, I was shocked. I was really disappointed in it. It took a lot for me to like bounce back from that because it was just, I don't know. It was, it was disappointing because it made me question my abilities. Um, and I'm not surprised, but I'm really proud that I did bounce back from that. Cause that was really hard. Um, and then I ended up getting called back as an alternate to the national camp. Um, I decided to go and I went, um, I did pretty well there and I got pulled up to the select camp, which was two weeks later. So I went to that and, um, I ended up making it to Lake Placid, which was about 30 girls. Uh, and Lake Placid was so fun. It was such a great experience being there with like the older girls too. 
and just being able to watch their games and just experience like such a historic hockey town it was it was such a great experience um and then there was heartbreak again i i got cut from that team with us for the series with canada um that was also pretty disappointing i just thought i made it so far and it was really hard to be cut right short of it um but they said that they'd be watching over the fall and over elite league so I just kept going and I was just grateful I had made it that far. Um, and I had a fun elite league season. We did well. Um, and then it was actually on the way back from tryouts for high school that I got the call that they were going to bring me to Slovakia with the team. And it was, uh, the, it was such a joyous moment. I, I can't even explain it, but, um, it just felt like stuff finally paid off. And, um, I don't know. It was just, it was really, really happy moment and uh, my parents were so happy for me and then about a month later we headed up to Slovakia and I mean that was such an amazing experience as well to be part of such a great team we had such a great group of girls um, we bonded really well we had great chemistry um, it was so fun getting to know all them and doing so well in the tournament obviously and winning a gold medal is beyond compared to anything else but um, and also just representing your country is something that you dream of as a little kid. And I was so honored to be able to do that and be part of that team. Um, I, yeah, I truly think that we were destined to win that gold medal just right away at training camp in Slovakia. I just knew that it was a special group and I was so happy to be a part of it. And just what were the emotions putting on that USA jersey for the first time in Slovakia, just because you went through so much just to make that team and just to, like you said, the honor you feel representing your country. So what was going through your head when you put on that jersey for the first time? Uh, I would say just being proud, um, proud to have gotten there and just like bounce back because I knew confidence had been a struggle for me. Um, and just being able to kind of let go and just play the game that I loved um, had gotten me to achieve one of the dreams that I've had forever. Um, and then also just motivation, like it motivated me during the tournament, obviously, but then forever after just to keep going because dreams are attainable if you work for them. And yeah, it was, it was definitely emotional, but you got to step out of it quick and start playing. But yeah, it was great. It was great. Now, what was Slovakia like, and was there any cool things you got to do when you were there? Yeah, it was it was super cool to experience. Our training camp was kind of in a rural area. Um, we were actually staying, like, at a little horse resort. There's like, little mini horses outside. It was fun to just be able to experience that and kind of walk into a little town one, one day um, just for fun with our coaches. And, yeah, it was – it was definitely cool. Um, and then once we got to the tournament site, um, it was actually over Christmas that year. So Christmas Eve, we got surprised and went to Vienna and got to spend the day with our parents and walk around a Christmas market, which is something that is so cool. I highly recommend it. Um, Vienna is gorgeous and the Christmas market was great. And it was fun to be able to enjoy that with our families because um, they had gotten us there. I mean, without my parents, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was pretty cool. And then just experiencing just walking around town and being in a foreign country and getting to play like a sport you're so comfortable with is just a really cool experience. 
You also got to play with some really good players on that Team USA team, like players like Clara Van Weeren and Kiara Zanin. Um, just how does playing with players like that help your hockey development uh, once you get to college? Yeah, I would say, honestly, they just push you to be so much better. And you have to be able to compete with players like that. Um, and it makes you realize, like, your actual abilities and how you can compete with people like that. And it also, it's, I mean, it's amazing to watch them and especially as a defenseman watching those forwards make the plays they do is just, it's outstanding. Um, but yeah, just learning to be physical and not back down. Um, I think that's a big thing. And just being able to work with people that are so talented and skilled and creative that it just makes playing easy and fun more, more, more fun than it usually is. Now, talk about when Kiara Zanin got that game-winning goal to win the gold medal for Team USA. What was going through your head, and where do you keep the gold medal uh, today? Yeah, um, I remember it pretty clearly. It was a long game. Um, There's lots of ups and downs. Um, We were all standing, leaning over the bench. But, yeah, I mean, it was a beautiful two-on-one, beautiful pass. And you kind of just felt that she had it at that point. Um, we Everyone was exhausted, but we just kept going. And I think we just kind of beat Canada down at that point. And I I had fully, full confidence in everyone on the ice. And Kiara put it in, and it was amazing. It was the best celebration I've ever been a part of. Um, yeah, I keep my gold medal in a little shadow box framed up in my room, uh, sitting on a shelf. I look at it every night before I go to bed. Um, it's just such a special thing to be a part of. Now, how did those experiences with Team USA and uh, Force Lake help prepare you for college hockey with Colgate? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is, like, with the Team USA stuff, uh, I think that prepared me physically, um, just learning to be, well, to be physical, but also just to play the game at a high speed and be strong and be confident. Um, and I think playing at Forest Lake kind of taught me a lot of like the leadership roles and how to be a good teammate um, and how to be a part of a team. Like it, it's really, it's an important part of being a successful player because you're not an individual, you're part of a team. And that was, both of those things have taught me so much and gave me so many good skills to go into college with. And I think the combination of all that will help me in college. So, so we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I just have some fun and try to get to know you a little bit off the ice. My first question to you was, who is the funniest teammate you have at Forest Lake? Oh, that's a pretty tough one. Um, oh, there's lots of good ones. There's a there's a girl younger than me. She's a junior this year. Her name's Jenneray Bateman. Um, she's just funny. She's just a funny person. She's so unique, always puts a smile on my face. And um, it's so fun to be around her. She's just, she's silly and she lives pretty close to me. It's fun to see her all the time. And yeah, it's also fun to have people younger than you that you can joke around with. And yeah, I love her. Mm-hmm. Now, you obviously have the best style on the team, but besides yourself, uh, who has the best style at Forest Lake High School women's hockey team? Ooh, like off the ice? Uh, both off and on the Ooh. ice. Style. Um, that's a tough one. I'd say uh, 
One of my best friends, she, um, she's playing at Stevens points in Wisconsin division three. Um, her name's Katie. I love her style. Um, I want to borrow her clothes all the time. Um, I'd say she has great style. And then on the ice, I'd have to say our coach, um, Andy Richardson, always rocking the mighty ducks Jersey on Saturday morning skate. Um, yeah, I'd say he has the best on ice style for sure. Now we were talking about the all hockey hair team. So who from Forest Lake has the best hair in your opinion? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, man, I'd probably have to say there's a girl a year older than me. She had pretty long red hair. Her name's Ashley Mills. Um, she's pretty good. And then also Generate has nice curly hair. I think she could definitely pull a hair flipper. Maybe even a mullet. I would pay to see that. Yeah, definitely. That would be awesome. <laughs> now, uh, what music uh, do you like to listen to on a general basis? Uh, I'm pretty open. I listen to everything. I listen to like a lot of like older music, like 70s music. I love Fleetwood Mac. Um, just any any music, honestly. I like rap, too. I like hip-hop. Um, yeah, I mean, game days, it's more rap uh summer it's more like country just kind of chill music but i'll listen to pretty much anything now if you could have lunch with anyone in the world who would it be and why Ooh, that's a tough one i would have to say oh that's tough um i would have to say brad marchand i think he would be very funny to have lunch great with. answer yeah yeah, and he's just he's he's a character. I could just tell that it would be such a fun lunch. Um and then also just looking up to him, watching him play all the time. I think it would be a good mix. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know if you watched the show behind the beat, but sometimes he pulls pranks on his teammates at dinner. Uh so are you prepared to potentially have to deal with some pranks uh during that lunch? Yeah, I definitely have to watch my back. Maybe I'd bring like Patrice Bergeron along. I feel like he's pretty trustworthy, so Definitely. I think the funniest one was like uh, when someone went to the bathroom, they're like at the steakhouse in LA and they basically just threw his credit card to the waiter. So he would have to pay for this entire expensive meal. It was just the funniest thing ever. Cause I think the guy was like a rookie, like in that season. So it was just funny stuff like that. Yeah. He's, he's, he's great. I think that'd be pretty fun. How'd you become a Bruins fan? I'm curious because you're from Minnesota. It's very, uh, I know most people that I know who are from Minnesota are just wild fans. Yeah, I, I love watching the wild. I go to wild games and stuff, but um, my cousin, he was born in Massachusetts. Um, he lives here now, but he's always been a Bruins fan and he's about 10 years older than me. So I kind of love to hang out with him and stuff. And once I started watching professional hockey, I just, I, Got attached to the Bruins. They're a fun team to watch. They have some great players. And I also just love the city of Boston. So it's it's fun to cheer for them. That's awesome. And you chose right. So I appreciate you for that. Uh, are you excited to go to Harvard and places like that since it's going to be in Boston and you're going to play there now? Yeah, I'm super excited. I, I love going to like the Beantown tournament in the summer and playing there. Like that's like one of my favorite things. And Harvard is beautiful on its own plus it's in boston it's just i'm so excited mm -hmm. to play them now what's your thoughts on just the bruins what do you think they have to do this offseason to make some improvements because it's been 10 years since they last won the cup i was nine years old when they won that so it feels like ages ago for myself 
and it feels like every time they make the playoffs, they can't win it. And that 2019 Stanley Cup final just hurts me every day, as uh, every year as the years go on, just because it seems like uh, they can't win with this core. Yeah, I think honestly, just like I said for myself, just being confident because they're obviously such a great team and limiting like the mistakes they make because I think they just get frustrated sometimes. But again, that's just my opinion. They're, they're all great players. And I think, I think they have it in them for 2022. I agree. I'll make the, I already, my, my predictions are already set for 2022, even though it's a bit biased, but those are my boys and I hope they can pull, pull through and maybe add some new pieces to this roster and try to change things up. But I love the addition of Taylor Hall. He was fantastic this year. And then Mike Riley was an underrated addition that they made as well on the defense. And I think he's a great player and that's another underrated defenseman. Uh, I don't know if you watch him at all, but he was really good this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think they're a great team. I think they have it in them. So now, uh, what is the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? Oh, um, Oh, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's not like quite the same, but we had graduation and one of our teachers spoke at graduation and she was like a, she's a three time cancer survivor and she's a, our girls basketball coach. Um, it was just really inspiring to hear her story and just kind of hear how in life, like she just kind of focused on making the next play, just like in basketball and you can't focus on the success or the failure of it too much. Um, you got to learn from it and move on. Um, I think that was a huge lesson and um, kind of opened our eyes to stuff going into college. Yeah, that's a lot better than mine. Mine was, I saw a story of some guy get getting swallowed by a humpback whale. And Oh, yeah, I did hear that. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. People are saying it might be, he might have made the story up, but I just thought it was really interesting. It reminded me of Finding Nemo when they were in the humpback whale trying to get yeah. out uh, to save uh, Nemo near Sydney Opera House. Yes, yes. That, I did hear that story, and yeah, it does remind me of that. I just watched Finding Nemo, so. That's awesome. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's never gets old, even though I've seen it like a hundred times. I agree. It's a great movie. Now, final ho- non-hockey question is, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, got a lot of them. Um, I would say just being a hypocrite. Like I, that's not really like a, um, like a, physical action but just I cannot stand people that are hypocrites like I just I don't know just be true to your word I guess um and then just also like chewing loudly is yeah too but I'd say those too now back to some hockey questions now my first question is what advice would you give a younger player who's listening to this podcast on what it takes to make a d1 hockey team yeah I would say um just take every challenge um that comes your way as an opportunity. Um, I think making like adversity and maybe some negative situations into positive ones teaches you strength and determination and ends up showing you how strong you truly are. Um, And just like learn to love the game above all else because when you are struggling, um, if you really do love the game, it'll help you so much and it'll be a joy to go to the rink every day. I think that's so important because you can work as hard as you want, but having the passion is like something you can't teach. Now, what should be done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion? Um, I would just say just more coverage. Like I just like 
more coverage of the sport. I think it's, yeah, it's obviously a lot different than men's hockey, but it's so great. Um, it's so fun to watch. And I think a lot of athletes aren't getting the credit they deserve. Um, and I know like in Minnesota, there's some great female athletes that play hockey that are such great role models and help give back to the game by coaching camps, um, just talking to everyone. And I just think that's really important to give back to your community and promote women's hockey to younger generations. Now, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give uh, to your teammates, family members, or friends? Um, I would just say thank you a lot to my mom and dad um, driving me to the rink all the time. My mom was always driving me an hour to practice when I was younger and I couldn't drive yet. Um, she always put in the extra work and um, made an effort to get me in the things that I wanted to play in. Um, as far as coaches, I would just say my youth coach, Darren Thompson, he was amazing. He kind of taught me a lot of the life lessons that I've took with me to this point. Um, and then my high school coach, Andy Richardson, uh, for making my senior year so great. And then my summer coach, Winnie Brown, or Winnie Brote now, um, Amy Udvig and Autumn Nelson. Well, I want to thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on the podcast and taking time out of your busy schedule. It really means a lot to me. So I just want to say thank you for that. Uh, good luck uh, next year with Colgate. I know you're going to do great. and I'm looking forward to watching you play uh, with that team. And just an unbiased opinion, but you're my favorite freshman uh, heading into next year's class. So I just want to let you know that you're a great player and person. So thank you for coming on. Well, thank you so much. That means a lot. I'm so happy I got to come on and thank you again. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. One step forward and another back. I will never try to fool ya I'm one heartbeat away from going mad Girl, when you're looking like that Closer, closer I'ma get closer to you, yeah Got me, baby Got me hooked on you once again Get closer to you, yeah, got me, baby.